Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo and Fios Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. to Dates with, with Dustin. Dustin. I'm your host, Aaron McGathy, and sitting right next to me is the affable, the knit-hatted, the uh, complainy, the chinless, the chinless, the the uh, the pale, the currently very sweaty, Dustin Aaron Marshall. Yeah, that's me. I went on some dates. You probably know that already. Aaron looks fucking dope right now. Really? Yeah, Thank she you. She looks like um, kind of like 80s goth but not but like but like like legit thank you i call this i call this look uh not really not really feeling any of my clothes so i put on all black you know i like to disappear into the shadows (laughs) she's got the black eyeliner a cool black jacket kind of like an interview the vampire type of like white blousey thing with a black dress black nylons (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you. I think this might be the most dressed up I've ever been for a podcast, but it's because we're we're going out to support our friend Kimber at a bar. I'd say the most dressed up was Mark Barron. You really, oh, put that's it, true. You really I was wearing like a. <laughs> I, was, I was literally wearing a dress that I wore for an awards show several years before, and like dressed it down with like a button up shirt over the top. It was a bridal dress. <laughs> it was yeah. It was a it was a gown. He didn't he didn't take the bait. Hey boy! So it's been a while since we've done one of these. It is. But we actually did do one about a month ago, and then we, I scrapped it because it was really heavy handed. I was in a mood uh, and a half, and I scrapped it because it was super depressing. Ah, I don't even remember. Yeah, it or was. How, it are, you, was how are you doing since then? Uh, I'm all right. I've, I'm. Why was that episode depressing? I don't remember. You kind of. This isn't throwing it on you. You were in a rush. We did a 45 minute thing, and I started. I had the night before, I had an epiphany during this whole thing, which we'll talk about really quick. I'll reiterate it. But uh, it was a night after I had this epiphany, 
And as it was coming out of my mouth, just really depressed me. And I ended up talking about my my dead friend and all this stuff. And I, and we, I listened to it and I was like, this is not enjoyable. <laughs> this is like a ther- <laughs> this straight up therapy session. It was right. bad. Well, if if it if this gets sad at all, I will just uh, I'll I'll play some fart noises on my phone. That would be great. I'm actually looking into um just <laughs> podcasting in general, just more fart noises. Yeah. Um. No. Well, let's well let's get you know let's, let's get, get deep. Let's start with your dead friend. My first love died in a car accident. I was 23. I was a terrible friend to her. <laughs> 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 all right you were not a terrible friend to her i remember that's right you were in a ter- terrible friend okay um so wow so three dates three dates and um, mm-hmm. an extracurricular oh i, was, oh, I, was, I started like a- <laughs> i started dating somebody during this podcast right it, it's it's over now <laughs> and we really sat on our laurels <laughs> yeah. like recording these um can you talk about so 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 talk about that. No, I really want to thank Caroline and Kate and Neely. They're so they were awesome. All all three super great. Yeah, we had so much fun doing this. This is like a really transformative thing. And I also want to thank Aaron for orchestrating all this. It seemed daunting, but it's been probably one of the most positive things, if not the most, in my life. I hear about dates with Dustin from so many people and it's been really successful and it's fun to it's been fun to experiment with the, the medium. And Erin's kind of just uh, ahead of her time with the type of stuff she does on her podcast. <laughs> with a dating show. <laughs> and getting her ex-boyfriend on to talk about their relationship and just stuff you're doing, I think, is True. really uh, compelling. And I'm glad to have been the guinea pig in that. Um, yeah, I because of Dates with Dustin, there was a girl that I started seeing. I keep this really short. M- met her through Instagram. Um, she started following her on Twitter. I, she found dates with Dustin because I was retweeting it, listened to it, and then kind of got a feel for me mm-hmm. and messaged me. Mm-hmm. And, and I was I, like, "I like, I like what this guy is all about." It is now. Name. I never. I can skip. I can just forward the links to these to girls now. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't even have to go on dates anymore. Let's get right to it. <laughs> well, it sounds like you really figured it out, Dustin. Yeah, let's get right to the. <laughs> that would be really funny. Yeah, um, it's terrible. But but so during all this started seeing somebody kind of outside the show in about once a week and we had really really good dates and then on paper we should have connected but there was like just something wasn't working out so we kind of both agreed in to stop which sucks because it was a breakup and it and, and it's never fun and it feels bad and I was definitely on the I was doing the a lot of the breaking so you could say that dates with Dustin has given you another breakup under your belt exactly it really has <laughs> great um, well that means you're just that much closer to finding miss right well that's the other thing <laughs> i don't think that's ever gonna happen I feel, by me. the way i feel like i'm your cheesy dad right now yeah. <laughs> that's like the mood the mood that i'm in <laughs> uh but she but that was a that was overall a good experience and yeah it, 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 it is funny like uh, girls listening to the podcast and then going out with you because it is as somebody who's gone out with guys after listening to their podcast it's it's such an intimate medium that you really feel like you know someone um but there's there's so much there's so much that's missing where you you oh yeah it's like oh i don't actually know this person at all and i'm filling in all you can, the you said that for all the holes all podcasts because like when i came out here and started working with the people um 
it doesn't matter who you are. Every anytime there's a mic on, it's always it's a little heightened version of yourself. Even right now, you know. It's, well, it's, I don't even. Well, I don't. I mean, I'm not even saying that. I don't. I don't think. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm heightened right now. No, you're I, you're a natural. But for me, for thank instance, you. <laughs> this is the most I've ever talked. No, but but you but you yourself on the podcast. I just mean. Well, like, okay, have you ever been to a science center where, um, and you go to like the audio part of the science center and they, they have this at the, the Exploratorium in San Francisco where they'll play a sentence and then you like, uh, Billy, Billy picked an apple off the apple tree and ate it. And then you find out after the fact they play it slow and you find out that like the second part of the word apple is silenced, but your brain fills it in anyway because right. you know what's going to happen and it's, it's so strange. And then once you, once you know that information, then listen to the sentence, you, you can hear that something's missing. Um, and I think that like our brains just naturally fill in everything that we don't know the information we don't have and like when you're just listening to someone on a podcast you fill in how their face is moving and like even if you know what they look like the way that my face moves on this podcast and the way that your face moves on this podcast is like i'm sure different from what people think even listen even listening to my own podcast over again like sometimes i'll listen to my voice and i will hear or, or, or you or any guest and something will sound sincere when I know in the moment it was sarcastic. Like there's so much information that's, that's lost. What I'm saying, everybody, is let's get out of this podcast game. Let's <laughs> get back to video. No, you're saying like a basic, if you know, like in neuroscience and brain chemistry stuff, you're, you're saying a very basic human function, which is like um, they say, and the word bits is subjective here because it's mm-hmm. not like a singular uh, tangible thing but our brains are if you wanted to quantify it like a computer are we're exposed to nine billion bits of information at once in all th- in a 360 degree radius metaphysically and physically and the, uh, our brains are allowed to process 4,000 bits of information at a time so a lot of our life and our experience as a human being is uh by our brain's design and so, and then this speaks to like psychosis and stuff because, and in in, in when you when you talk about like pain and stuff, um, the only reason, like, okay, so uh, when somebody has a phantom limb, mm-hmm. um, they like lose their arm or something, they will still feel their arm and get pain in their arm. And do you know the number one way to like remedy pain in a phantom limb is to watch another person rub their arm or it hurts and it goes away because what the brain does is it sees your surroundings and everything and it's a part of your body the only reason you know it's your body is because you have these nerve endings um that creates this feedback loop in your brain so our brain is non-stop filling in the pieces i'm gonna start telling dudes i used to have a dick (laughs) (laughs) hey my dick hurts can you rub your dick (laughs) you rub your dick on my dick What? <laughs> That's how you get dick pain away. Oh. <laughs> Wait, never mind. <laughs> All right. Also, I could just ask guys to rub their dick for me, and I'm sure they would. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> problem. Be that hard. Um, hard. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, the, I think people so anyway, do, do want to hear. Even on dates. Yeah, they do want to hear a little bit of the follow up with the girls. Um, Caroline was awesome. We didn't. She texted me about a week after and kind of just basically said, like, we're friends type of thing. Um, during all this, my car broke down. Um, I had some financial trouble and I took on a huge, huge project that I worked on for three months during all this. And so I spent a lot of time inside and just didn't really go out as much as I normally would. Mm-hmm. So that we didn't we never really my intention was to go on another date or just hang out with each of the, you know, uh, 
Caroline and, and Kate and, and Neely. It just didn't happen. And also, this is why all the girls said something very similar to me. It's like, you're not bad at dates. This is where I'm bad. The follow through. Terrible. <laughs> um, Kate and I still text every now and then and she'll send me send me stuff. And we've had so many, let's get a drink, let's get a drink. And she straight up has asked me, like, what are you doing tonight? And I've been busy. And I just di- haven't followed through with her or whatever. Uh, whatsoever gotcha. and then neely has been awesome she's been coming to harmontown and we closed the bar out with her one night she's just fucking great she's mm-hmm. well they're all fucking great but but neely was like i mean she's she, she's been hanging out and coming to harmontown and, and she's a, she's a friend of ours and uh mm-hmm. they're all friends i don't know if you're still gonna do your thing where you get them all together you want to know you want to know really interesting what dates with dustin the big thing that happened here in episode mm. one as prophesized I got a kitty. What? I got a kitty. Oh, you got a kitty. <laughs> I just thought that you said I got a kissy. I got a kissy. And I thought you said it in such a gross way. So I like, did say it happening? gross. I got oh, a yeah. cat. I got yeah, a you got a cat. Yeah. I adopted a kitty from Natasha Leggero. Um, his name is Aru. He's love of my life. And so I'm slowly becoming that person. <laughs> that single person with the cats. Uh, so I guess the big revelation that I had, it was just kind of weird because I was in this dating thing and it wasn't connecting and I, this really did teach me how to casually date and not put like a ton of emphasis on it and it really benefited me. Like I think that, but the, the, I don't know the reason I said this in the last one and you said a great response to it because it's pretty black and white but originally this my entire life I've wanted like an awesome wife and child since I was like 12 and I very recently came to the conclusion during dates with Dustin that I never want to get married or have kids and it's what was my awesome response it was really good <laughs> you're like isn't that just a knee-jerk reaction to you always it's like the same thing it's the same size as a coin which, right. which is right so i don't know if i'll live and die by that but it is really strange well it is such a silly thing no i i do have you know my career is like really important to me and this thing that i have to put so much time and energy into it and when i'm single i can focus on my work my work is so much better when I'm single. Like I, I it's less cloudy. Like mm-hmm. I really, I just, I like, just think it's so interesting that you feel the need to like say one thing or another, because I, I would, I would wager. And I think this is probably what I said last time. I would wager that, um, most people don't like, they're not walking in their waking life. They're not like, I've decided that I need to find a, a wife so I can settle down someday. Like, it just kind of happens or or it doesn't happen. Well, or not like everybody. Because since I've been 11 in my no. bedroom crying to the Smashing Pumpkins, it's like a huge part of my life is me looking for that. Right, right, right. But like, it's, a, I mean, yeah. I mean, I understand. Like, I, I it's it's interesting because like you you are you are so autonomous and you do care so much about your work whereas i i who always has a boyfriend and i think like i i mean it's not a matter of like i need to have a husband and a family someday because i do think that i will get married and have a family somewhere someday i just i just really don't like being alone at all but you're okay being alone but no, you don't think so? You're shaking your head. I like being alone 
when I can control it. But every single, like, <clears throat> the truth is, like, every single night of my life is really, really hard. It's, like, crushing loneliness. And I have a lot of friends, but I don't have a lot of, like, really close close friends you know Mm -hmm. like there's a handful of them and they're all very busy people and they're out of town and they have their own lives and it's and so the night time like gets really really hard like every single night it's it's i feel it there's i feel the empty space and like um a a shitty thing about me like i I have so many talented amazing friends and a lot of them couples and there are times when i'm just like the one guy hanging out with my friends that doesn't have somebody and I feel... Yeah, last night you were hanging out with two couples for a long time, yeah. And they're kissing and they're... And, like, I feel, like, like in that instance, like a fifth wheel or whatever. But I also get, like, these tinges of, fuck, it's just never going to happen for me and and I I don't know why out of everything in my life that I've been able to conquer, like, the thing in my brain there's like a lot of basic human things that i'm not very good at um like in my personal life that i might be excelling at like creatively but i just don't know why i don't i know well i came up from in total dysfunction there's probably like legitimate (laughs) reasons you could put on paper why um but you know i was with somebody for five years i thought i would marry and when that grew cold and fell apart and i came to la we're friends now, kind of. Uh, we're friendly. She's engaged to be married, and I'm. And it's like I, there's something like I just think that some people don't have to think about it. And I'm sure when I stop thinking about it and stop looking, maybe the thing will come. But for me, it's been such an active part of my life. Like hmm. it's a thing missing in my brain. I don't feel it. It's not so that I don't is know. Your, how- is your decision to? like your epiphany that you that you believe that you're going to be alone forever is that is that so you alleviate some of this pressure that you had on yourself maybe maybe it's just the maybe it's the thing that needed to happen for me not to be so forlorn and hurt by it cuz mm. it's a thing and i'm sure it's a, i'm a child of divorce and i've never seen it's been coming to LA and like hanging with Dan and Aaron and couples i'm for the first time in my life i'm getting close to like my i just went and saw my friend's baby today and i'm around functioning couples and seeing like how that is and meeting people whose parents are still together like parents are cool my parents are really smart but they're just for the years couldn't be in the same i never saw i didn't see them in the same room together until i was like 25 years old so my image of love and being with somebody is super romanticized and i'm in my own head about it and I was in relationships where put was putting too much pressure on the girl for and being controlling and, and fear of them leaving. Mm-hmm. And you're not, girl, you're not fitting my mold. You're not fitting in the ice cube tray of on Solo. You're, you know, the, the fucking Star Wars, like the mold ice cube trays. Like, that's not you. Right. But and, I mean, you're, and you're still not, it doesn't seem like you're really, I mean, it's only been... <clears throat> It's only been a little while since the States with Dustin thing, but I mean, I don't know if you've given a fair, and I don't think you should put any pressure on yourself to find somebody right away, but, or find somebody at all, but it still, it still feels like, I mean, with this most recent relationship that you were in, like 
it seems like immediately someone is your girlfriend. Immediately, it's like they weren't. My, she wasn't my 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 girlfriend. Well, there was one night where we had an amazing. You night her your girlfriend for a night, and then she she flaked out on me. I right. I thought I I. We had one of the most amazing nights of my life. A bunch, actually. Every time we hung out, it was great. But I mean, is there a way to be to be to yeah. try to be more tempered, like to I, like? I, well, to me, a girlfriend is somebody you're sleeping with exclusively. So if that's right. a title that I can say in passing, that this is somebody that I'm seeing and nobody else. Right. But I know, I, I guess I'm speaking more too, and we haven't said said this yet, but like, I know like when you were going out with her, you felt, you were telling me that you felt guilty because you like still kind of wanted to hang out with other people or still were seeing other people. And like that, that guilt, I think is like a really, I don't know what that means, but I think that's a really interesting thing to explore, like why you would feel guilty like it's not like you were pulling one over on her or anything like it's not you just like you just have that like ingrained in you like this this like hyper monogamous thing which i think makes everything much more dire and makes every date that you go on like a really really big deal and like every girl that you talk to a really big deal because you are just like naturally monogamous or like you naturally like want or like i want to i am but i've changed this year i have been you know i've never in my life you know i've had one night stands and i'm doing that stuff casually now too and i'm I have alleviated that pressure, but well, by I my, I don't by, think you should... I, you're absolutely right. By nature, that's how I am. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, and I mean, I certainly don't think that you should like suddenly have a bunch of one night stands, but I would, the metaphor that I would use is that instead of, okay, let's say that you, when you were a kid, when you were a toddler, I'm sure you had like those plastic toys where there was like a box with a bunch of like different shaped holes in it, like a star and a circle and an oval. And then there were blocks that were like a star, a circle and an oval. And you're supposed to find the right hole that goes in the thing. I'd say that the and I am obviously not a therapist and clearly like I've made a million. Like a <laughs> I know I certainly talk like I am. I I have clearly made a ton of bad choices, but I I think that the healthy way to find a partner is to figure out what shape you are. So like if you figure out, okay, I am a I am an oval shape. That's the shape that I am. These are the things and you find you figure out what shape you are by really being honest with yourself about how much time you like to spend with somebody. Cause I know like, I know couples that are totally fine, even if they live together, like just hanging out like once a week or like, and are totally functional and are really focused on themselves. Like I know that I'm not that way. I know that like I need, (laughs) I need like someone who wants to, it's passion. You just need passion. I, I need passion. I need, and I need like, and this is unfair sometimes to my partners, but I need someone else that feels the same way. I need my boyfriend to be like my like absolute best friend and my confident and all these things. Same and it's, it's like a little too much, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Like all these different particulars, I need my boyfriend to be like an honest person. Like most people do. But anyway, you figure out what your shape is, you figure out what you need and like who, who you are. And then you look in the box that is the world for, 
a shape that fits that. You look for the other oval. But it sounds like when you talk about dating, what it sounds like to me is that you are just looking for you you'll like if you are let's say a square and you're trying to find you don't necessarily try to find a square i mean no pun intended you're just trying to find a hole and let's Look, say you I'm come across to find a hole to put my square in. <laughs> let's say you come across like a star and you're like well okay it doesn't fit perfectly but i can get a corner of my square in there like let's see and you don't necessarily like you don't try to change the shape of the star or anything yeah, but you, you're just but, like how but, do i like okay you don't and then act, it's, and, I've, then, I've, and then you just focus on that as opposed to like okay how do i find like another ev- square every relationship i've had has been a spontaneous thing that and i think you you feel that stuff out right away um i i always say i always said i don't have a type but i've looked in the past and i clearly do have a type mm-hmm. um but there, i'll tell you this right now there's two there's two women that i've met this year that i would love to spend time with and get to know better and I am romantically interested in that are people that compliment me professionally and personally mm-hmm. and they have boyfriends. But and you, okay. So, oh so, my wait, God, wait, wait, I, will wait, I have wait, a million wait, things to say. Wait, 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 wait. So <laughs> I know, I think I have a better better understanding now. I, I know what I, I want and it's a motivated person that understands kind of what I do and who I am and is self efficient and what i end up dating are other hurt people who need more from me than i can give and then when i fail at delivering that like it just drives people crazy Mm -hmm. well okay so what you just said totally speaks to my theory because um i really don't think that you can really know somebody until you go out with them for some time and i understand that like when I'm talking about like finding your oval or like finding your other square, it's not like there there are definitely like surface things that are important to people. Like, like you're saying like somebody who's career motivated and somebody who's this and somebody who's that, but like it's, it's really impossible to, I think I'll, I'll stand by this. Like, I think it's really impossible to get to know somebody unless you go out with them for a few weeks or go out with them for like several days so like you saying like okay i won't get specific i'm just saying this based on like i don't i don't know i really don't know these people i and i don't actually know any details about these 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 people at all but it worries me it would be it's a red flag to me that you are i mean unless like i've like knowing you i know that you are interested in women who are interested in you i think it's kind of a red flag that you're interested in two girls who have boyfriends I'm because clearly they're in, giving you some sort of energy that they probably no, shouldn't no, 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 have no. a boyfriend. You misunderstood. I despise cheating and I'm not <laughs> putting that energy out. And I, I know you despise these, cheating. Quietly, but... these people would have no idea that I'm into them. And it's not, one's not who you think it is. Uh, but no, I would never in a million years actively pursue that or have interest in that. And I've I know been, that, I mean, that's not the point. I don't know. I just like, I, I, and they would, they would have no idea that I feel this way. I, I don't, I don't, <clears throat> if it was driving me crazy and I had to tell somebody I was head over heels for somebody, a very, very good friend of mine um, for a long time, my first year in LA and she had to have known mm-hmm. uh, I could, it, it was killing me and they were with somebody and it was revealed to me 
much later on that that person was was wrong for me. It was, it's still a good friend of mine, but I in my head like was fixated on that. She, I never acted on it. We were always friends, and it, I, I, I'm not, I would, I'm not that type of person. I know. But I mean, that's not. You don't. Not you know, about... when you meet somebody, that's just like, wow, all the criteria is there. I'd love to no. date them, and no. they're taken. No, no. I don't think I operate in the same way. That's what I'm talking about. Well, no, like, my brain shuts off. I'm not going to, if I, she, my brain, I mean, I mean, you're not, you're not, or I'm not explaining to myself for well, or you're not listening to what I'm saying, but I'm not, I'm not saying that was a dig at me. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Dig. Uh, no, it wasn't. Maybe it was a dig towards me. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying like, I don't like it is, it's, I mean, I'll just say it and I'll say this as a non-therapist and non-relationship expert and as an idiot who's made a million mistakes. I I think that it's like I looking for I don't know or maybe this is a male thing versus a female thing. I don't I don't think it is though. Like when you look at like the like the what you're saying about like certain criteria like they meet all these things that you want like as opposed to meeting people and really really getting along with somebody as a person okay. as opposed first okay as opposed to like what are their like what, what what's their resume so to speak okay it's two different worlds here and you're absolutely right this is a male female thing it's a female especially a beautiful one like yourself uh, really has, you. has to fend off <laughs> dates and stuff like that. So let me let me break down this thing. I go to a party, mm-hmm. and there's a photographer there, uh-huh. and we start talking. She's really beautiful, and we're getting we have a great conversation. And I'm like, all right, well, nice meeting you, and leaves. And she's great. Gets stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Look at her work online. Very talented. Mm-hmm randomly two weeks later go to another party and she's there and we start talking and it's just as great now i'm interested and you find out she's homeless (laughs) she just lives at parties then i'm literally after that party walking from this house where we record to go get a juice and i'm daydreaming about her (laughs) nerd i'm daydreaming literally daydreaming about her what was the daydream um Daydreaming of dating her, <laughs> Justin. Let me let <laughs> and, me take one and, more picture of you podcasting. Come on! I always thought like a like a, a photographer <laughs> girlfriend would be awesome. So, <laughs> uh, so I love that shit. And I'm and I'm as I'm thinking about this girl and thinking about how I can ask her out or if she's whatever. I go to this fucking juice place and she's walking out of it and cosmic shit. You know, the universe, like irony, laughing. Is this, shit. The, is this the juice place right by UCB? No, this is the one by you. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So then I fucking create like butterflies. Ner- I like, I get nervous, like, uh-huh. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> she has to feel it. Like, and she's obviously, I can, I can tell when somebody's a boyfriend or a girl does, or when they're not interested in me, I can feel it. She's oh, you're talking very, very about, friendly. Okay. Yes. I know you're talking And then about. I came back and I t- 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 told you about it. And uh-huh. then you were like, yeah, she has a boyfriend, like well-known boyfriend. I'm like, of course. A that well-known boyfriend. I've not really thought about her. They've been in a relationship for a long time. Yeah. Notorious couple. <laughs> like you and Dan, all these notorious couples. These fucking notorious couples <laughs> notorious everywhere. Couple. That just are fucking Joan and Deanna with their perfect love. Rob and Kate. All these perfect couples. Notorious couples. <laughs> um, so, okay, you told me that. Cut, cut it off. 
boom. And so I never fucking, I haven't even thought about it again. Uh-huh. Good. So, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So when you're a guy, this happens a lot. There's a lot of great women out there. Hey, and there's a lot of women that I I am I'm I would be interested in dating, but I would never do it because they're my they're they're my friend. Like I'm friends with more women than anything. Um, yeah. But this is a fucking thing, and I, I think a lot of guys listening to this can relate. There's a lot of great women out there, and for girls that like Aaron who have to always be in a fucking relationship and can't be alone, um, you can't ever lily pad daters. Lily pad daters, you can't ever connect with these women because they're they're or, or they're happy and going to get married and they're awesome another one is you know i mean i can name four girls right now that i that i like this and I, that you know <laughs> yeah i i still don't think you have to like worry i mean i all the good I, ones are taken no yeah I mean, no that's so dumb i mean especially in la because the the ratio i promise is in your favor i i i think like here's a, here's something i just thought of um what if <laughs> sorry i was gonna do a bit and then i okay no do the bit no the bit was stupid do the bit let's no, see i mean no, i don't even clip. do the bit do the bit <laughs> do the bit let's do a bit let's do some shitty improv here's here's a thought because okay you are in a you're in a city with a bazillion bazillion beautiful women and also a ton of single women and also a ton of single women that are in your age range. Um, I think that it might, I mean, it's interesting because like you're, like you were saying, like your peer group is mostly, mostly skews a little bit older, except for the women that, you know, um, like me and like other, other women that you work with or like women that you meet, like adjacent to the people that you see all the time do have boyfriends because they're like, be, just because of the, like what's, what's happening. Um, but I promise that if you, like if you were, I mean, it's hard for you because you're an audio engineer. And so you usually work with people that are like at least a little established cause they have some sort of thing. And like you have yeah. a ton of people knocking down your door wanting to do podcasts. So it's like the people and and so naturally people who are established are usually people who have been in Los Angeles for a little while and may have boyfriends or may have like kind of like figured out their social scene. Whereas there's a whole, like there's a whole sea of women who have been here for a couple of years or like just got here. Like they're figuring out what they want and what they want to do, want to And like as evident by the, the whole dates with Dustin exercise. There were a ton of women who submitted yeah, to, but I didn't connect with it. You, you no, threw, well, you, you went on three. three. Well, I know exactly, but like, I that's... yeah, well, this is the problem that I have and it's, it speaks to me and it's my problem. And it's, it's with my friends too. Like I have great friends, but I've, I, there is, I have never really, really, I've connected with one person and <clears throat> it fizzled out. Um, I have never really felt like I've deeply connected with anybody. I do feel a bit cut off in some way. And that, that Do you feel connected with yourself? No. I I feel like I feel How do you describe this? Um I have so much love for people and I care so much about people and um <clears throat> I have so much empathy and I think of my workhorse mentality and the reason I'm able to do a lot of that stuff is because I believe in the work I like the work but I also it does come from a bit of like I'm fueled by self-hatred and I've spun it in a positive way 
mm-hmm. um, but I have tried. I try and I try and I try to connect people. I send texts. I ask people to hang out. I I try, and it never. I've never really deeply. I, there's always a distance. I always feel, and it's probably in my head. Um, but very few people, like Aaron and Dan and stuff like that, I've gotten <laughs> close to. But I I even don't feel. I feel like there's and there should be. I mean, we do. We are a little family here, but. I mean, there is a disconnect between, even with you guys, in a way. What do you mean? Well, you have your own lives, and and uh, I feel like I can. I don't feel like I can talk to you both about like anything, you know. Really? Yeah. You feel like you could talk to me about anything? I think we can talk about this kind of stuff, but I don't think I can talk. To, I've, I've tried to talk to you about stuff before, and you've gotten really angry and shut me down and not <laughs> listened. Oh, like about money stuff or? Well, some stuff. Just it's fine. I, well, like what? what? What's made me angry? I can't describe to anybody the pressure, and I thank people so much for listening to this and supporting this, and 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 I'm not trying to pat myself on my own back, but the fear and the rock bottomness of starting feral and not having, not knowing what was going to happen, and not knowing how I was going to pay my rent or eat, and the the the, the, the real the, the real thing is that. There, there's a lot of financially, realistically stuff that doesn't work right now. And so as I struggle to figure all that out and figure out who I am in Los Angeles and figure out who I am as a person and figure out who I am emotionally and, and, and build this art and this career, there's a lot of self-doubt and there's a lot of putting myself out there. But there's a lot, I put myself in high-pressure situations. But for instance... Um, I can't wait for you guys to hear it, but I've been working three months on this audiobook with Bob Odenkirk and David Cross, the sweetest, nicest guys ever. Put no pressure on me whatsoever, but the production company um, I, that ran it, you know, I'm a self-taught audio engineer, and in the like corporate world or the main, like with real audio engineers that go to school and like know everything inside out, like I just can't cut it, and I just feel, um, I just do my own thing. And I, I feel like I, 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 my talent has a ceiling. My likability has a ceiling. Well, I don't feel like, okay. Well, I, I, I don't feel like you've ever tried to talk to me about that. Or like, if you have, like, that's not anything that's made me angry. But if what I made come... me angry, well, I don't want the, I don't want this to, conversation to go on any longer without it sounding with it being like, right. What, what, the only thing that made me angry was you saying, like, I don't know if feral can continue or like it can't continue unless I can blah, blah, blah. Like that makes me angry because I believe in this project and it upsets me and it makes like, it's just like, even if it I, I, like that, that made me angry. No. And but I not like in that. an unsupportive way, but in a like, fuck you No, you're great. And this is fine. And like that, th- like it's too, I'd rather, I feel like before we have a conversation where you say, I don't think that this is, you know, if this doesn't happen, it's not going to work. Like, I feel like there should be many other preliminary conversations that are like, okay, like, you know, we're suffering a little, let's, let's try to, which I know we have had, but like that, that conversation, knowing that so many people are so supportive of you is really upsetting to me. It makes me very angry. Well, no, that's what, the only reason I fight through. (laughs) No, no, you, you're a tremendous friend, the closest friends I've ever had, but you know, I think the idea of you saying you and Dan, and I know you do, you talk about everything and there's no, 
there's no i've never really had that even when i was with that some that person for five years i would go on the internet ever i had so many internet friends and like right now i've oddly like I really, I used to just go online and that's how I fill that void. And I, I talk to people online and make friends that way. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have that right now either. I just feel really disconnected. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Feral's fucking hard Be, behind the scenes. It's getting better. And the more I don't give up and the more I keep going like today, we have a business manager now and she's fucking incredible. That's great. And, um, I, it's my life and I would feel like I would die if I wasn't doing this. I want to do this for the rest of my life hands down but there's a lot of days when it's like if this it, it, how this is i it's not i'm a charity case and it's embarrassment and i and uh i i have to figure out how if this isn't a running thing on its own uh it shouldn't work and i should do something else that works better but you know it is working really really well right now and um by the by the charity and the kindness of friends and 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 people who believe in it. And the only reason it works like that, it's not me who does this every there's 50 people involved in this. And, um, it's, a, it's it, yeah, it's changed my life. And I'm, and the reason I'm okay with being alone is because now I have something to live for is something to do every night. I go home and I, I, I look at the website and I tailor everything and I sit there until I fall asleep. And the first thing I do when I wake up is sit at my computer. I mean, I don't miss a beat before breakfast. The last thing I do, the first thing I do is feral audio and um everything i'm do everything i'm investing is in is feral and now i would like to make that successful and i'd like to work on my personal life too and i'd like to find somebody that um it's just no it's unspoken it's just like fluid it just happens and there's no and if we we work things out you know if something comes up you know it's easy to work out and um there doesn't have to be a big conversation. There doesn't have to be like, I don't want to have kids. I want to, like, when it happens, it happens, you know, but those, these, it's hard. It's hard being me. No, I'm not, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a great life. And I, but I, the thing is, um, I worked really, really hard and I continue to work hard to have this life to be afforded the luxury of hanging with and working with these amazing people and doing cool things. But I worked really hard to get there and yeah. everybody should. So I, I, I'm still paying my dues, but like I love, love, if it happens to me, I just hope that I'm ready and I'm, I feel I am, I'm self-fulfilled enough that I'm not going to squander it. And I think the real thing that I need to overcome right now is becoming the best person I can be. So when I meet that person, they can have the best of me and they don't have to, I don't have to put any weight on them and be, you know, there's a somebody I can talk to that's uh, gets it. Harvey just broke something. <laughs> anyway, this is thank you, Aaron. Um, thank this you. Is, everybody listened. We have some. I just want to plug. Um, we have some amazing. If you want to support Feral Audio and Aaron McGathy, we're releasing these three live. This feels terrible, and they're fucking amazing. Um, this will be that'll Pretty be up good. by uh, next week. Uh, FeralAudio.com and on the This Feels Terrible show page. Please buy those. You'll get some awesome content out of it. Um, please keep listening to all these shows uh, and being um, the kind, loving, supportive people that you are. Yeah. I think, you know what I think we should do? Huh? You know what I think is going to happen? What? 
I think we have a fucking jam session at the end of this podcast. Is there anything you'd like to say, Aaron? When you're feeling sad, when you're feeling blue, when you want to be alone, just call up a friend. But if they uh, don't have a phone, you can podcast. You can listen to a podcast. Oh, just podcast. You can listen to a podcast. Whoa, podcast. Everybody. You can listen to a podcast. Everybody. Strangers talking all night long, talking about their lives. Guests and live shows, oh, they're fun. You can listen to them while you work or exercise. <laughs> podcast. Yes. Oh, oh, podcast. Listen to, to a, a podcast. podcast. Remember who makes the podcast. Barrel Audio. <laughs> All right. Uh, at the end of this podcast, I'm happy. I really want to thank family who the bulk of the music you heard, they're awesome, um, F-M-L-Y, but if you go to spell it out, F-A-M-I-L-Y, the band, dot bandcamp.com, you can get some of their music. Their record will be out soon. I want to thank Nick Thorburn for letting us use his music. Um, and what you're about to hear right now, there's a lot of musicians that have let us use their awesome music in our shows, and they're all bands that I listen to on the reg and very passionate about. So... What you're going to hear now is some of my favorite songs about relationships from Liam Lynch, Nick Thornburn, The Fancy, Mars Argo, and then top it off, all the family songs you heard in this podcast miniseries. So you guys, nice. I'm going to put this out in stereo so you can really enjoy it. Whoa. It's going to be high quality. And thanks, Dustin, for doing such a great job all the time. Thank you. Thanks for taking care of me, Aaron. I would not be in LA still if you weren't here. Sure, that's not true. It's probably true. Let's go to the bar. I'll buy you a drink. Yay! Yay. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. For years it was smooth sailing with the waters calm. And the ship starts failing and it's headed for a storm If I could even fear it or think of what to save I'm standing in the shadows of the rising waves I took a cold heart pounding blow after blow Tragic as a shipwreck I was going down slow I guess love doesn't last Let's climb up on the raft Never make it on our own I don't want to drown up and crash there's always a rap let's climb up on the raft and have ourselves a laugh who cares when we'll run ashore we're not drowning anymore it's not like you knew the last time or the time before somewhere below the waves sway ropes had broken freed still tied to our anchors right where they were laid now if this stays afloat I'm not desperate, but I guess that I could 
sure I'll just like you all the more I'd rather be shipwrecked together than on the ocean floor Love never lasts, let's climb up on the raft Never make it on our own, I don't want to drown alone When waves come up and crash and there's always a raft And we're both wrong with, and it's as good as it gets That you're here Hold on to me, my dear Just forget the past Cause now we're on the route I won't run from I'm Nick, and uh, I'm going to do a Daniel Johnson song called uh, True Love Will Find You in the End. <clears throat>
said, I know you will. So don't give up until true love finds you. Sad, I know you will. Don't give up until true love finds you.
am unlucky in love when I say I'm alone. I can feel that you understand.
content of friendship? You can't say. What is the content of love? I want to screw you. That's a sort of it's part of it. It's incidental. It's a way of saying very strongly, yes, I do want to be with you. But basically, love is something we can't put our finger on at all. We say, we, we use such words as warmth, um, tenderness, uh, all these things, they don't really get to the point. When you're, you're loving somebody, you are simply delighting in that person as such, as if another human organism, in its mental and its physical aspects, were a piece of music or a, a work of art or a glorious morning that you were just enjoying every inch of it and you go over another person's physical form and look at it from every possible point of view and play with it and tickle it and uh, that's what it's about it's the, it's the adoration of the form of a human being and you do, you do that adoring in terms of physical contacts that are, say, dancing with your fingers across the skin or whatever it may be. <laughs> but this is the, this is the nitty-gritty, the nub of love. It is not that I here and now solemnly undertake to support you for the rest of your life. That's a delusion of the West. You think, you don't really love me unless you will sign on the dotted line here and give me this contract. And uh, then I know I can rely on you always. What did you want it for? Why did you want the contract? Just to be fed indefinitely? Just to be supported indefinitely? What a bore. One wants something much more than that. You want to be played with indefinitely. That's more like it. To have this vibrancy. Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on Ad Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo and Fios Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific.